Well, hello. Welcome to Travel Stories Podcast. This is the unpacking episode of Season 4. If this is your first time listening to us, you picked a pretty good episode to listen to because what we will do is go through the past season. We'll bring in clips of stories and interviews that have gone by and we'll mention our favorite bits, bits that we enjoyed working on. And there's a couple of outtakes as well. Stick around to the end. It's, uh, I love these unpackings, man. They're so much fun. They are so much fun. So with me today, I'm just going to dive right into it because this is quite a longie. With me today, we have Cody Crabb, the composer of this podcast, the composer of the scores that you hear during the stories. And we also have Nicole Mello. She is our writer and a fantastic job she does. So let's get on to it. First off, Nicole, how's it going? Good. How's it going? I'm going real well. Thanks, Cody. How about you? Well, just been home with a wife with very swollen, a very swollen face. She just got her wisdom teeth out. But other than that, we're doing great. <laughs> right. Man, I've got to have my wisdom teeth out in maybe the next few weeks or month or something. You can have uh, all God your save teeth the queen. out. <laughs> they all got to come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to have two teeth out. And six fillings, right? And, and oh. I know it's it's the English stereotype. You I fulfill am the, the stereotype. stereotype. I do. I really do. But I, I like I left the country, and then I didn't go to the dentist, and so <laughs> I, I came back to oh, this country. No. Like, yeah, I should probably see a dentist. I went to see one. He's like, man, what what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> when even your British out. dentist doesn't like what you're doing, <laughs> that's when you know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, what have you guys been up to for the uh, for the benefit of the listeners? What have you guys been up to in the last what three months? Something like that. Woo. It, has it really been that long? It doesn't feel like it, does it? Yeah, it really does not. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? Well, I have been still attending college, university for you, English listeners, <laughs> and a lot of writing. Just a lot of writing all the time. Nice. That's what we like to see. I love yeah, it, doing what you do best. The basic gist. <laughs> nice. Cody, what about you, man? Just writing some... I've been writing some vague, different little projects. Um, started the Hans Zimmer Masterclass, which is pretty cool for film scoring. Nice. Nice. How's that going? Oh, it's so cool. Oh, my gosh. But I literally nobody would find that interesting. But it's like, <laughs> ooh, orchestration. How to know what, what instruments sound good with other instruments. And I'm like nerding ooh. out. And I try to tell people and they don't care because obviously they don't care. <laughs> yeah, man. I kept seeing that advertised. I'm like, that is that is pretty cool. Like of all oh, the master classes yeah. I've seen, that uh, that's yeah. the guy you want in it, you know? That's what, Yeah, he's like the biggest name in scoring right now, I think. So... Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, what a guy. So, season four is now over and done with. It only se- it seems like yesterday we started season three. It seems like yesterday we started the show, actually. It feels Very like weird. it was only a few months. It was was barely, barely even a year ago. Just over a year ago, right? Uh, Just under. We started the show April 4th, 2016. Oh. Wow, yeah. April 4th. What should we do? <laughs> what should we do for the year, for the anniversary? We can't really have a birthday cake because we live in three different states or three different yeah, locations i'll eat a cake i'll eat a cake too i'll always eat all right a cake. I'll, I'll eat a cake as well then. everyone eat an entire <laughs> cake right. in solidarity right. <laughs> yeah sounds good we got to make it through cody you and amanda have to eat separate cakes that's that's only <laughs> yeah. fair that's only fair <laughs> 
Right, let's get into season four. Now, it started with Mike Corey. It started off well. Mike Corey came with an awesome episode, man. Uh, do you remember his story was the one where he was in he was in the outback in Australia? And if you haven't listened to season four, episode one, go back and check it out now, because I'm just about to ruin it. And, uh, and he thought he was having hypothermia, and then he woke up and he was just surrounded by wild dogs just hugging him while he's sleeping. That's cool, so that? cool. That was like freaking awesome. <laughs> There's some crazy stories about about dingoes and wild dogs in Australia. I mean, obviously, her what is it? A dingo, a dingo stole my baby or something? <laughs> yeah, ate my baby. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst <laughs> Australian accent I ever heard. By the way, yeah. that was really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, so Texan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad because your American accent is so good that it's like just painful <laughs> to hear me try to do any other accent. My American bad. accent is terrible. We've been through this in like maybe all of the unpackings. I cannot do an American <laughs> accent. <laughs> no, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. I thought that's what the conclusion we came to is that it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. I'll take that. <laughs> Moderate, very mild accent. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. yeah. <laughs> so episode two, we had on a guest, and I didn't really like this guest. It was it was one of those ones where you like, should I delete <laughs> this episode afterwards? Because you're like, you know, like the guy wasn't really up to scratch, and uh, I don't know, just something about him, man. Something about him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it was yeah. that guy who went to Mexico. That's that one? it. Yeah, yeah. He kept on saying about how he went to Mexico. How he has a wife. That's all he would talk about. <laughs> I wonder who that could have been. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I... <laughs> man, I loved your story. I really did. I mean, I, I literally... The funny thing was, I, I couldn't... I didn't realize that you were talking about me for a second. So I was like, this is kind of rude. Like, I didn't think <laughs> anyone was bad enough that we would publicly just tell them how bad they were on the air. And I was like, Just oh, okay. drag them. <laughs> yeah just ripping them on the, on the last episode yeah <laughs> but now nah, man i loved your story it was great it was like it was i don't know it was one of those ones where you didn't see it coming we, we get a few of those every now and then it just kind of takes a turn you know hey i'm walking down the road everything's cool ambulance and people are shooting it's like what where did that come from <laughs> exactly yeah. five seconds later a truck did the same thing and it was chasing the ambulance. My first thought was, it's a family member. It's someone trying to keep up with the ambulance. But the closer I looked, there was a machine gun mounted on the back of it. And we started hearing gunshots. Like Frank's story later in the season was also that way for me. It was just like... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, in fact, a lot of them this season, Justin Walter, his story was very similar, actually. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Because he was that like... Was, that was probably my favorite one of the whole season, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Justin yeah. Walters? Yeah, that was so good. And I, my score of that was my favorite one that I wrote as well. Mm, that was good. That was good. I remember when he was telling the story, because whenever people come on and, and tell the story, all I'm doing, just as this is behind the scenes, what I do when people tell the stories is I'm laying back in my chair, headphones on, chilling out, listening to this travel story. And as I'm listening to it, I can hear the score as I'm listening to it. I can hear all the sound effects in my head as I'm listening to it. And 
man, the score that I could hear in my head was exactly how you wrote it. It was like, this changes here and it goes into this dramatic <laughs> music. It was perfect, man. Perfect. That's the dream. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, man. It was awesome. And it was so good because Justin Walter is the nicest guy in the world. Like, what a guy. Yeah, you're telling us how he was just like, he's super happy to be on and he was like sharing all of our stuff and everything. And yeah, it was, it was cool. He's a cool guy. The story was basically like, and being a nice guy, wasn't he the one who saved the lady who was on fire? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. And he had the video of it that I went and watched, and he really does just <laughs> watch her, and he's like, oh no. As I kept looking, I sensed like a bigger cloud of smoke to my side. And as I looked, one of the ESL teachers, her entire hair, the back of her head, caught on fire because she leaned into the torch as she was gasping and looking into the sky. So immediately when I saw this, I didn't hesitate. Hair, your hair, your hair, your hair is on fire. I took my bare hands, patted it out with her hair. It seemed like it was on fire for a couple minutes and then it took me, you know, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But now, nah, man, when I grow up, I want to be Justin Walter. I, man, that guy's got it down. He's just such a dude. That guy's a legend. That's awesome. Yeah, man, I love him. And then we had Ladan Yiracek. But he was... Man, and remind me of the story, which story that was again? Is he that was, the one where he hitchhiked across Africa? That's exactly it, yeah. And that is like... <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That in like a... In a sentence is just cool. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, of these, some of these stories are like, if you just summed them up, like if you said, oh, this guest did this and if you just say it in a sentence it's like whoa like just the one sentence is like like mine like i saw i saw an ambulance getting shot at by a turret gun on the back of a truck that's like whoa like i just want to hear more i just want to hear more i don't want to hear the rest of that exactly <laughs> exactly all of them like mike Corey. like I, I what is it i i woke up surrounded by wild dogs in the australian <laughs> exactly. outback amazing pardon <laughs> so cool so cool but uh Ladin, he has his own show the travel wisdom podcast and i uh, yeah i made an appearance on that show and it was it was so much fun to do because that guy is so he's so easy to talk to he was just we just had a conversation like, as, as I have with all the guests, it was just a conversation, anything that came up, you know? And in fact, when we were recording uh, his show, we were, I mean, we started the call and then he was like, oh, what time is it there? I was like, oh, yeah. And we were just chatting. And then about 10 minutes in, I realized that we were in the interview. <laughs> it took, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh we, well, we're doing it. Okay, I've got to try and make myself sound a bit cooler now. So. <laughs> Right, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I sound like. <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it. I think you do an impression of me every unpacking as well. That's true, that's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those things. Also making fun of me for talking about Mexico. There's not really a thing for Nicole, we don't really roast Nicole. Oh yeah, we should. Because I'm the coolest member ah, of this Is that team. what it is, is that what it is? Yes. What oh, is there okay. to roast? I suppose. Meme so. queen. <laughs> Surely that's a good that's thing. Right. That's, yeah, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's not even a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then we had Leon Logothetis, one of the coolest names I've ever heard. 
The oh, ham, totally. And one of the coolest story names ever. <laughs> the ham sandwich. How cool is that? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine my surprise when I uh, when I happen to just search his name you know, on Netflix, and I found a show with just him in it. I was like, it's like a show by him. And I was <laughs> like, you happen what? to search his name? <laughs> yeah. You just well, type I, in random names I on think, Netflix. I think I was was it on Netflix? It might have just been Google. But I was like, wait, he's a what? <laughs> Sometimes I'll just do that with our guests. Like, wait, that's <laughs> is that really who I think it is? Like, we had them on the show. Yeah, man. Is it the uh, the Kindness Diaries? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm, yeah, yeah. Man. I just checked out like a, just a little bit of it, and it it looks awesome. Yeah, he's got such a great message. I mean, it's kind of the vein that runs through a lot of the things that come up during the shows. I mean, as you'll notice, if you're if you're listening to the show, as you'll notice, things crop up every now and then. Almost every show, the, the, the same themes always come up, like putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and saying yes. All these things keep on cropping yeah. up. But the, the vein that I think runs through them is this thing that he's talking about, which is this kindness, this oneness, this feeling that we're all mm-hmm. the same. And that's I think that's the vein that runs through it all. And I think it's not just, and I say this a lot too, this always comes up. These things aren't just relevant to travel. I think they're also relevant to life. That crops up all the time. And it's totally true, man. This thing with kindness is relevant to life. What do you guys think about that? Kindness with life and all us all being one and part of the same thing i think it does correlate with a lot of our themes because most of them are like trusting those around you and trusting yourself and like trusting your environment and that has to do with the same oneness mm-hmm. absolutely no Ta-da! i agree <laughs> so the next one which you've already mentioned was frank salas the talented mr salas man this guy when i did the interview with this guy as soon as i got off the phone with him got off the call with him I was like, man, I want to go do stuff. I want to go make some stuff happen. I was so upbeat, man. <laughs> man, that guy's the king. And like, what was it he said? Like, I want to be friends with him. He just seems like such a like a likable, friendly guy. Like, I just want to like hang out with him. Oh, absolutely. What was the thing? You hang out with him, you might get kidnapped. <laughs> That's a great point. Great point. Or will you? <laughs> but yeah, one of the things he said at the end was, uh, what was it? Uh, Frank's uh, the talented Mr. Salas, the one and only. You can't clone me. How good is that? <laughs> like, come on, that's so cool. It's like sounds like he could be a rapper with that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And his story was awesome as well. It was another one where it just came out of the blue. And maybe about three to four minutes within the ride, he locks the doors, and then he pulls out a walkie-talkie and says. I loved that because the score, I don't know if anyone noticed, but the score is a little bit like, like it got scarier just super gradually because it was, he didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, I love how you do that, how you tap into not only, I've said this before, you tap into not only the place where it is and not only the feel, the general feel of the story and how the person portrays the story, but you also go into the moments in the story and just like that, you gradually ramp up the music, you gradually ramp up that anticipation and you build it and that's all to do with what's happening in the story man i've said it before and i'll say it again i love what you do man i love what you do and i don't know how you do it as well as you do no well thank you yeah it's it's one of those things i think i think that's the that's a talent that you kind of have to get if you're gonna be 
uh, scoring just because you have to you have to be able to get you have to be able to describe everything just through the music. So the scenery, what's going on in the subtext, what's going on, what's about to happen. So yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a it's a certain skill set for sure. Absolutely, man. And Nicole as well. I've kind of got a got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh, uh, what did I do now? Well, <laughs> so in season four, we brought on this new thing where in the intro, I would I would say things and they would sound almost <clears throat> almost inspirational. Right? <laughs> but then almost. almost. But then we have a look at the notes afterwards. We have a look at the little little bit of writing in there. And what I was trying to get across is so eloquently put in the notes that I never <laughs> would have been able to even think about putting it that eloquent and that well. So for that, I'm not best placed. <laughs> oh, well, shucks. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I'm like, you're saying this, but I'm also thinking of like, the our most recent episode where you quoted Star Wars, so in the notes I continuously quoted Star Wars. I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> I love that. So like win some, lose some. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I saw it. I was reading it, and I was like, because there's the initial Star Wars quote. I'm like, cool, glad that's in there. And then it's like, hold on, <laughs> I've heard this before. <laughs> you can't give no, me an no. opening like that. <laughs> man i love it i absolutely love it it's great <laughs> so now we're halfway through talking about the episodes i want to ask you guys what was what were each of your favorite episodes of the season you know for me it would probably be justin walter and that's just because i feel like there's a lot of there's kind of some magic in that episode that wasn't really in a in a lot of other I mean, it's it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's just I love the sense of kind of wonder and the feeling that I kind of that story kind of brought across a lot. Mm, agree, that was really good, really good. Nicole, what about yourself? I think it would be Nate Buchanan from Kara and Nate. Mm-hmm. I the way oh, that yeah. he like talked about the cave, and it was like in the Philippines, and with like the motorbikes and going under the water and ending up in the cave, like just the way I could see it, it was like so beautiful that I I just enjoyed listening to that one. I think the most of all of he's them. A really good, yeah, he's a really, really good storyteller. Definitely really painted good. a good picture there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what I find really interesting is, as, as I said before, as I listen to it, I, I'm kind of, just like you said, I'm transported there. I can see it in my mind. I can see the cave. I can see the motorbikes. I can see the sign that was telling them that there's the cave and everything like this. But what I'm seeing is probably so different to what you're seeing yeah because he's talking about how beautiful it is so you all put your own images of beauty into it what you think is the most beautiful i think that's one of the best parts of travel Hmm. the variation experiences absolutely that's true absolutely yeah it's like these things that they say and i find I don't know, I, I find I kind of enjoy them more if I haven't been to the place and I don't know what it looks like, you know? I don't know why that is. That's a bit weird. Uh, I think it's, I th- it has to be just, yeah, that's true, <laughs> every place for me. That Mexico. Um, <laughs> that's true, hey. <laughs> but uh, I think it's probably because it's that thing. I, I'm sure that people have experienced this through their travels, but when you are waiting and waiting for something to fulfill your certain expectations and then it just even if it just meets those expectations 
you might be a little disappointed. And I think that's that's kind of the one of the dangers of kind of daydreaming about travel as much as I'm sure that we do and our, a lot of our listeners do. Because you get, I feel like you kind of expect one thing. Um, and if you're not flexible or you don't have that, you're not willing to kind of let that shift, uh, then it could be a little disappointing to to go to a place and just see something completely different than you expected. But at the same time, I feel like that's that flexibility is what travel's kind of about. It's um, getting used to things that you didn't know were going to happen and adapting to situa- different situations and stuff. So who can say? But agreed. Yeah. I mean, before I before I went to Brazil, I'd always known that I was going to enjoy Brazil. Didn't know why, right? And uh, and I had a vision of it in my head. But then I went there, and of course, I mean, there's it's a million to one that it's going to be just like my vision of it in my head, you know. But it wasn't like it. It wasn't like my vision at all. But I still loved it. I think as much as I would have if it were just like my vision of it. Interesting. Yeah, it's really strange. Have you ever traveled somewhere and it was so, it was so opposite from what you expected that you didn't enjoy it? Because that might be a personality thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's think. Well, when I went to when I first went to Australia, like we, I mean, mm-hmm. you grow up watching Crocodile Dundee, you know, and you grow up like <laughs> thinking. I mean, everyone thinks Australia is this place where it's just everything is out to kill you. And in fact, I'll tell you what it is: people think that Australia is Queensland, Australia, you know, and uh, and Al- hmm. Alice Springs and Perth, right? And they're they're kind of the rural. They're more rural than, you know, Victoria, New South Wales. And uh, people think it's like that. And it is in Queensland. <laughs> you know, it is in uh, Alice Springs. But mm-hmm. you go to somewhere like Melbourne, you go to somewhere like Sydney, even Brisbane. It's a lot more like the USA than I ever thought that it would be. Hmm. That's the first really? thing I noticed. Yeah, I got there and I was like, well, this is a lot like the States, a lot like the States. In fact, I'll tell you what it's like. It's a perfect mixture between England and USA. It's a perfect mixture of the two. Well, that kind of historically, that makes a little bit of yeah. sense. But Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really dwell on these expectations. Like I was in Indonesia and um and my friend was like, you should go to Vietnam. So I went to Vietnam like the next day and I didn't really have time to think, I wonder what Vietnam's like or picture it or anything. And because of that, I got a pure kind of, a pure view of Vietnam. It wasn't colored by expectations. I think that's an interesting mm, thing, yeah. expectations, man. That's a really interesting topic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. I like it. People have like the, their dream vacation for 25 years and... You know, I can't even imagine how much they must build things up or expect things to be a certain way. So that's one thing that I think is is crucial if you're going to travel. It's, of course, daydreaming and waiting and hoping and wishing and thinking about things isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's also important to be open minded enough to whatever you do experience to to love that as well and not just only what you would have expected. Mm, absolutely it's being flexible isn't it yeah which is that's travel that's travel (laughs) that's travel (laughs) right so season four episode seven was Brittany felix and she came with the story parisian roller coaster of emotion which is a great title it was awesome (laughs) i love and you know what that's actually a good tie-in to what we were just talking about because she was saying that was like something that she'd always she'd always wanted to go to Paris and everything. 
Then I spotted the Eiffel Tower. For the very first time with my own eyes, I saw the object that I had plastered all over my computer and in my bedroom and in our bathroom, basically Parisian decor all over my house. And again, I broke down in tears, but this time it was a pleasant release of emotion. I had never felt so much relief, I think, in my entire life. And honestly, and the way she describes it, it maybe even exceeded her expectations a little bit. Um, Just because even though that was her dream vacation, that's exactly exactly what she wanted. It sounds like she got exactly what she needed from that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because she did the research and didn't just live, leave it to her imagination or I don't know I, I don't know what that is but it's interesting yeah it's a tough one because she was saying that she had like she had pictures or you know on her walls of Paris and she'd always dreamed dreamt of going there and mm-hmm. and like you said it seemed to surpass her expectations so that's yeah hmm that, that deserves some thought what do you think Nicole <laughs> what do you think about that expectation stuff well it's funny because like I I'm a I'm a planner but like not as much like one of my roommates last summer stu- um, got to study abroad and she went to England and she's one of those like Paris all over the walls. That was her big thing. She loved Paris, loved the whole Parisian, like sit in a cafe, look at the Eiffel Tower, like drink your little tea and all that stuff. That was her like thing. And then she went and like totally lived up to her expectations and she loved it. But another one of my friends who went, went and she came back and she was like, I didn't like it. It was dirty. It was weird. It wasn't like the movies. So like it's also like who you are as a person can really frame what you do and how you interpret things because they went to the same Paris, but they came out of it with totally different experiences. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, man. It's these things are so subjective and yeah. it's like the thing I talk about all the time. It's things aren't necessarily good or bad. This is what I say all the time. Experiences aren't positive or negative. You make them positive or negative. And this goes in with the expectations thing and the the same place being two different places in two different people's minds. That place isn't necessarily good or bad, but it's made good or bad in your mind. Exactly. (laughs) It's so interesting. Your thoughts is where it starts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we had... Charlotte Ahern with Cheating Death in Laos. Now, this was fun because I always like having a fellow Englander on, fellow Brit on. It's, I like those death-defying kind of stories, and they're, those are cool. Yeah, well, absolutely. The name, like, Cheating Death in Laos, like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> Sounds like a Bond movie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The kayak sort of went really fast and smashed into the boulders. And flipped. So we both fell off it. The kayak then got sort of lodged in between two boulders. Um, And if you can imagine, the water's like gushing through really fast like a fire hose. Next up was Nate Buchanan, which we already talked about. He's an awesome guy and we all love him here. And... uh, Man, the thing about this one was, I don't know whether you've heard the interview section of this one, Cody, but um, we were talking about travel hacking and uh, mistake fares and all this stuff that I've always thought, oh, man, yeah. I should really look into that, you know? And he was he was blowing me away, man. You can, you can hear my voice on that one. I'm like, man, no way. <laughs> and with those credit cards, you're looking at a sign-up bonus, usually of somewhere between like 50 and 100,000 points. So that's where a lot of our points came from. 
So hold on. So so one would be fi- if one was fifty thousand points, then that was what did you say? Thirty thousand was again a long haul flight from US to to where did you say? To Europe or to South America? Wow. So with signing up for one credit card, you can fly from the US to Europe one way just for signing up for one credit card. That's correct. That's insane. <laughs> he was really making me think that this was all very possible for me. <laughs> I know it's it was a dangerous it's a dangerous thing to listen to. Yeah, I was so like, convinced. I'm like, wow, Hang on. I can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like he's he's got it down, man. He knows what he's doing. He he is a pro, you know. And that thing about how he found that flight from like Texas to Hong Kong or something. Oh yeah. And, so, uh, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and he took it like How much was it again? Oh, I can't remember. It's cheap though, real cheap. And he took it what five times or something in a row yeah. just to rack up the miles and the the status with the airline and stuff like that. That's commitment. <laughs> genius. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, if I if you have the time, that's like that's one way to do it, I guess. <laughs> Man, I think I'm going to spend like a good 6 months just doing that cuz I love airplanes. I love <laughs> airports. I love everything about flying. That would be a good 6 months. <laughs> Saying you like, I don't get like, I I get liking airplanes, but I do not understand airports. Why would anybody like airports? I don't know. I think, hmm. I it's, like them. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. It's just like, it's kind of like a middle ground. It, so if you're, if you're in someone's house, right? Say you're over at a mate's house, over at a friend's house, right? And you kind of act differently than if they were over at your house, right? Mm-hmm. And so in an airport, it's simultaneously no one's house oh. and everyone's house. No one's home. Right? I get it. Yeah, okay. I kind of like from an artistic point of view, I get what you're saying. But <laughs> like also every. <laughs> I'm going psychologically. I'm going. I'm getting there. I'm getting That's, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying practically, there's a lot of. There's tons of security and everything is oh, really expensive see, for no reason. And see, you're thinking there's of There's like a thousand Cinnabons. Yeah. You're thinking of US airports. That's, that's the of problem. course I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> US airports, I don't think I can handle that. But aside from that. See, there you go. That's that. Okay. So even you admit from your artistic point of view that, that US airports are terrible. It's because it doesn't feel like nobody's home. It feels like. <laughs> the people that are holding guns it's their home and <laughs> you are not allowed here hey, it's because it's because our airports are our country is giant and so a lot of the airport is us trying to get to the other side of our country <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> that is very true yeah you do not even i you i mean i i don't know what it is but i just it's it's weird to to talk to people that their entire country is like smaller than my state that i live in like that's just weird (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but like the thing is though in your brain it shrinks in your brain like it when i was in australia when i lived there i i went like every week i used to drive about an hour and a half to get to the rehearsal space for to practice with the band and it was just an hour and a half there and a half back and now if i have to travel somewhere in england for half an hour that's a long way away (laughs) it's like it, it changes it changes well, yeah, I mean, Australia is like, I, that's like the epitome of things are really far away from each other, but <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But now I think the thing with airports is you can just go up to someone and say hi, which I love doing. And like, you know that they're not on their way to, I don't know why the first thing that came to my head was on their way to get photos developed. What? But <laughs> 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 Weird. <laughs> okay, that was- 
I don't know why that was like twice as funny to me than it was to you. <laughs> Strange. Um, <laughs> they're on their way to do something else in the 90s. But uh, yeah, you know that they're, they've got nothing to do but sit around and wait for a plane. And you've got nothing to do but sit around and wait for a plane. So st- mm. I love striking up conversations. And, you know. And and they're traveling. There's always something to talk about because exactly. you know they're not at home. Exactly. And like, I just like being alone. <laughs> I like just being alone and walking and just hanging out and having like just chill time i i think it's that same thing i don't think airports are necessarily good or bad but in my head i most definitely make them good that's for sure well there you go that's what it is then because it's a lot of people see it as like a utility thing like standing in line at the dmv something you have to do nobody wants to do it the dmv is the department of motor vehicles for our friends across the pond (laughs) Just just trying to translate so that we can be on the same page. <laughs> anyway, it's just a utility thing and you don't have to I'm gonna make you translate everything American now. <laughs> Anytime you say something. I'll do it. Right. I'll do it in that voice and I'll get really close to the microphone. Alright, you're on, you're on. <laughs> um, but that's I think that's in in a lot of people's minds, especially when you're not when you're traveling for like business or you're going somewhere that's like for utility reasons. I'm gonna go pick something up, I'm gonna go visit somebody something like that i feel like airports are more of a like this is where i buy my ticket this is where i go do my stuff and this is you know it's just like a waypoint but i like that is a that is a perfect example of how your attitude can change travel or anything really as long it can put a positive spin on the dmv absolutely it's i mean it's (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's like I don't know. I think of it as time to pause and reflect, time to chill. You think of all the positives in it. Yeah, you're right there, man. You're right. So, hmm. season four, episode 10, Tanya Abbey with The Fisherman. What I learned from this is that one of the most fun episodes to do, one of the most fun dynamics to have, is an Englishman and someone from New Jersey. <laughs> it was... A lot of fun. <laughs> the, the the kind of the personalities that ex- and that explains our team <laughs> in close proximity. <laughs> yeah, the way the way our conversation went, it was such an interesting dynamic. That's just something maybe no one else realized it or thought about it. But for me, it was just, I mean, they're they're quite opposite, like an English way of talking and way of having a conversation, and a New Jersey, New York type of way of having a conversation. Does that make any sense? Explain. I I, I think that. So with English, we're we're quite. I'm counting myself as English for this. We're quite. I wouldn't. Don't want to say passive, but not very direct. Reactive. Yeah, yeah. Just not very direct. Like, and the classic English thing is, if you, if if someone does something to upset you, then you have to find the way to let them know without ever saying it. Right? <laughs> so that's a classic. Like that. How opposite is that to to the stereotypical? Uh, you know, New York, New Jersey, Boston type. Of- I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, just I don't know how many times I just screamed at people in the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're you're proving the stereotype very wrong, there, Nicole. <laughs> you're very level-headed, like. But <laughs> well, no, I'd like to think I'd like to think that you're not. I'd like to think that when you're not talking to us guys, you're just out, just hanging out in town, like, hey, what are you doing over there? You know, just really shouting at people, really letting it out. <laughs> I I can go from zero to 60, especially when a car is involved. If I am a pedestrian or if I am driving a car, if something, if someone does something that I perceive 
as even slightly incorrect, I will scream at them. <laughs> really? I really fulfill that, like, angry driver stereotype, that masshole no. stereotype. <laughs> masshole. <laughs> I've never heard that's that. That's great. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm talking about. That is so opposite to, to English. Like, again, stereotypical generalizing. But it's so opposite. If something happens, it'd be like, you just wouldn't say. You'd just think... That guy. <laughs> you just kind of dwell. You, know? you just bottle it all up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so she was, Tanya was a very, very interesting guest. She was the, what was it again, Nicole? She was the first. Oh, she was the first woman or the youngest woman who successfully complete a solo circumnavigation of the entire world. The first American woman and the youngest person at the time. That was it. Yeah, first American first American and youngest woman at the time. Yes. That's the one. How and cool is that? She was awesome. I wanna I wanna talk to her more. <laughs> yeah, she was so cool. Some of the like we talked for a while before and after the recording of that and I don't know. It was as soon as as soon as we started talking, we were just friends. You know, it was just we could tell each other anything. <laughs> it was so cool. I feel like this show this show is slowly becoming. Let's help Hayden become friends with really cool, slightly famous people. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> there was the motive the whole time. Yep, yep. You got me. You got me. <laughs> the bad guy's always British. He's always British. Oh, Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no she was awesome she was awesome and like she's her kids are following in her footsteps as well she they're they're kind of she no yeah she's leading them that way and that that got me thinking i'm always kind of the idea of kids is always in the back of my head like i think i think i've brought it up on the show a few times but the idea of kids is always in the back of my head because i don't know that was not a sentence the idea of uh <laughs> <laughs> talk slower um the idea of kids is always in the back of my head because on the one hand, I don't know whether I want them. And on the other hand, I think it'd be so cool to travel with them. So it's That's true. Yeah. I still like, can't who decide. was it? Who was it in the other season that was in Mexico with the giant RV? Ah, Paul Cortman. And yeah, yeah, Paul Cortman. And he doesn't he if I remember correctly, he does travel with like a couple of kids, even yeah, like three or family. four. Oh yeah, yeah, three or four. Yeah. So I mean it's it's definitely possible. I'm sure it wouldn't be easy. But I, I, it's possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we hear there, there's quite a few people out there traveling with kids, actually. In fact, season four, episode 12, we'll come back to episode 11. Episode 12 featured Tom Butler making his triumphant return yes. to the show. <laughs> God, I love that guy. Big Tom and, Butler fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> T-Burn all the way. And, uh, <laughs> and he, his daughter is now three years old. And though he doesn't travel as much now, he still has that traveling spirit. He still has that wanderlust, as they say. He still has the travel bug. And it's something we talk about a lot. We talked about it on the show, actually, about traveling with kids. It's not easy if you take parenthood seriously, which I'm sure most do. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's never easy. You know, you always want to make sure that they are not mollycoddled, but looked after and be in the best health. So maybe we won't go to the Amazon or Borneo or, or places like that. And people do. I'm sure they do. But it, it means we can explore maybe more tame places, I guess. It's a matter of toning it down a little bit. Because when you're 
25 and you're single and you're, you, you you know you got no job you got you know nothing yeah. holding you down you can <laughs> yeah. go do whatever you want uh, if you're listening to this now and you're between the ages of what 16 and 60 and you've got nothing telling you nothing in fact i say that uh, evan hansen from the last season was 64 so between the ages of 16 yeah. and if you're listening to this at all actually <laughs> if you're listening to this at all <laughs> And you have nothing tying you down, or very little tying you down. You are in prime position to do whatever you want in travel, if you so choose. If you want to go climb a mountain, you can do it. You can just go and do it. There are many, many resources out there to help you with anything you need to get that done. The making of the money in order to fund it. The getting in shape enough to do it. The how do I logistically do it? The what do I buy for this? Everything is out there. Everything is on all these other travel podcasts as well. If you notice, we don't do a lot of actionable things. The other travel podcasts, they've got our backs. They sort that all out for us. Budget minor <laughs> traveler for one. If you're in that position, you're in prime position to go do it. Man, what was my initial point? <laughs> I don't know, Traveling but I want to keep going because this is awesome. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people that will say um, things like, "Well, if you're free, if you're not tied down, if you're not held down." But and we've talked about this, Hayden. And I, Hayden and I have uh, talked about this previously, where it's not a matter of having the freedom to do it because. If you really want to, if there's a, if that is, if traveling is the thing that you want the most, you, there is a way we've had people on our show that grew up in a place that they couldn't afford to travel or they couldn't, their lifestyle wouldn't allow them to. And they've quit their jobs and they've looked for other ways to work and they've made money other ways and they've, um, had families they just brought with them. So it's not so much a matter of, of if you can or can't, it's what you're willing to sacrifice to make that happen yeah it's prioritizing exactly yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it i was up in in san luis in brazil and uh, there was this girl there she was uh, an austrian girl she probably still is actually a oh, man i should stop using that <laughs> joke and uh, and she yeah. loved uh, she loved kite surfing right that was that was her thing that was her thing she had this big like it was like a scar on her chest from the from the thing you have to strap yourself onto because she just loved it so much and um and so she was in San Luis or near San Luis Bajarinas and um and she was like man it's just it's just so expensive here and this was a place where it was i mean it was not very expensive i know i'm from the uk but it was not very expensive you know, in a lot of people's eyes. And she said, well, I was in Fortaleza and there was, I, I could afford that. It was great, but San Luis is too expensive. And so we started talking about how she was affording it and her funds and everything like that. And she was surviving on very, very little. She was like, she was going off the kindness of strangers. She was, she was couch surfing. She was trying to find all the cheapest street food she could. She was making all of these sacrifices in order to do the thing that she really, really wanted to do. And it wasn't necessarily the travel. It was the kite surfing. It's as true in life as it is to travel. If she, because she wanted to do that kite surfing so bad that she would make these sacrifices in order to do it. And if you, if traveling is one of your dreams, is your dream, is what you see in your future, and you desperately want to get there, you will. There is a way. So episode 11, we had on a listener from the show, which was so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't remember how we first got in touch, whether it was an email or on Twitter, I can't remember, but we just started chatting and I was like, I, I read up, read, oh, am I Northern now? I read up. That, uh, I, I caught that one and that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, read, I read up about her story and I thought, she she has to come on the show. This is an amazing story. Uh, she has to come on. And she came on the show and knocked it out of the park. She's one of my favorite people in the world, Sarah Medusky. What did you guys think about that one? Both the story and the interview. Well, I, just to just to start, I can I still have a hard time believing that anyone listens to this show. Like <laughs> no matter yeah. how many statistics we get or emails or anything, I'm just like but like really though we're just doing this cuz we like it not really cuz anyone's listening and it's weird to hear the people when i still get surprised when it's like a listener i'm like we have people that listen every week that's just weird <laughs> tell me about it i mean i look at the sometimes i look at the stats like the the you know the numbers of people listening and i'm thinking okay so may i, I mean where's that coming from have we been hacked like is uh <laughs> you know the, the, our host is failing somehow because these can't be real and then the emails <laughs> that i get it's like hmm okay <laughs> and I'm, I'm counting up the emails that we've got and i'm like well that's how many listeners i know that we have <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's, really, that's all i can that's, guarantee that's it. <laughs> exactly so if you're listening to this i don't know if you exist yet i'm hoping that you do but please <laughs> let me know that you exist email in <laughs> It will, uh, it will make me happy. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you guys think of that episode? I thought that one was funny. That one actually made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I just was not expecting it to go that way after, like, a season of, you know, like, scary Mexican ambulances and beautiful caves in Panama. And then it's like, <laughs> it's so true. here we are with naked people in a pool. We discover that we're standing on a ridge and we look down and over and we see what appears to be a cement pool. Scattered around the pool are various articles of clothing. <laughs> also, the title for that was probably my favorite of the whole season. Yeah, Unexpected Wildlife. <laughs> I really enjoyed her interview as well because her story, her story is one of those ones that just goes into what we always talk about. If you if you want to travel, you will make it happen. You know, it's it's these things that happen, these circumstances, whatever they are. I I don't know about percentage, but I'd say a large percentage of them are overcomable. Is that a word? Why not? Yeah, let's go with it. At that point, I had sort of an epiphany of, wait, you know, not everyone lives until they're 80. Some people might die when they're 50 or, you know, maybe even when they're 20. So for me, life's short and actually having a whole bunch of medical conditions and kind of always being an unknown as to how they could affect me in the future. It's sort of the mindset of life's short. I have to see everything. I have to see it as much as I can because you sort of just never know when a time's going to come. You're not going to be able to see it anymore. So this is tied in. We actually got an update from Billy. Do you guys remember Billy? He emailed in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it was either last season. He was the one who had a recent breakup and wanted to travel on his own, wasn't he? That was it, yeah. So he had the breakup, but he was gonna go to Bali with his with his missus. But he had a breakup, and he was like, "Should I go by myself? I'm worried, and and will I meet people there?" And and he had the same worries that 
a lot of people have when they're going out to travel solo, especially when they when he didn't mean to travel solo. It was sprung upon him, you know. And <laughs> yeah. so he had all these he had all these these fears in a way of how it would go, and it was his first time. And he reached out, and I think I sent him too much email to be honest, but <laughs> I sent him a massive reply, and uh, and we got an update from him. This was two days ago, I think we got this update. So it says, <clears throat> "Hey, this is Billy. Don't know if you remember me, but I'm back from Bali. It was amazing. I climbed volcanoes. I took a boat through a storm to an island and an earthquake. It was a crazy adventure. Love your podcast." So there you go. Yes. 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 Happy ending. That is mission accomplished, really. <laughs> like, if we and we're, then some. Yeah, because I mean, if I mean for us, I mean, if our job is to inspire, which surely it is. Our job is to inspire people to find it within themselves if they want to to go travel to travel and to overcome these things in their life and to and to go out there and travel. Yeah. And so this is really cool to get this email because he emailed us looking for the advice. We gave him the advice. He, he's a he's an avid listener to the show and I feel like we've inspired him. I feel like we helped with this and that makes me feel amazing. I love that. I feel like we've done our job. It's so true. Yeah. If that if we have one goal, it's just to inspire people. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So for this season, I've actually not been, uh, this will surprise a lot of people, myself included. I've actually not been that bad behind the mic. No outtakes. No outtakes. I think you just didn't record them more than anything. Yeah, instantly got rid of them. Instantly got rid of them. (laughs) Do you remember Glyze? Do you remember how many times you said Glyze in a row? Oh, man. Yeah. That's my point. (laughs) Well, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm getting better. <laughs> but anyway, so something something happened at the... This is some weird episode inception, but something happened at the beginning of this episode where Cody dropped out of the call. His, what was it? Your, your internet was was on the on the Yeah, something. I, I, I'm still not really sure what it was. Now, we... So we had the conversation recorded, and uh, we continued our conversation whilst you were gone. And uh, we just we feel oh, no. like we feel like we should show you show it to you. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that okay? With you? Okay. Okay. Are you ready? All right, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's have a listen. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> I wonder whether he can hear us. Let's talk about him behind his back. Cody sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could finally talk about this. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> I feel like he's always there. We never get a chance to talk about how much we don't like him. <laughs> tell him, tell me about it, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, if he can't hear this, I feel so bad. <laughs> He'll have to listen to the recording later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. Just in the, in the interests sucks. of honesty, you know. <laughs> I thought I was quite nice, to be honest. <laughs> you were comparatively. Like, hey, now if he. <laughs> can't hear us i feel terrible <laughs> exactly it's all nicole she's a bad influence this can't be true she's from massachusetts she's a bad influence oh this is you true i was just say. talking about how i'm mean she goes zero to 60 man zero to 60 <laughs> <laughs> okay so that about brings this unpacking episode to an end 
But before we go, we've got a couple of new things happening. We're bringing in a couple of new things for season five. I'm so excited about season five. I know I said this last last time on, on season three's unpacking. I was excited about season four, and rightfully so. It was a great season. But season five, we're making a few changes. Making a few changes. Some big changes. Yeah, yeah. So first off, what we're doing is the three of us, you guys all know as Hayden, Cody, and Nicole, right? But that's that's a bit of a mouthful. So what we're doing is we are creating slash rebranding our company, our new company name, which will be the author name of the podcast. It will be the place that you go for everything us because we will be having some new projects, some exciting new projects, if I do say so myself. Our new name will be Backpack Digital. I love it. I love it because it's it's that kind of yin and yang, that that acoustic electric, that you know, you know what I mean. It's analog digital. Analog digital. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so with this, we will have a new presence online. We'll have new social media. You can head to facebook.com/backpackdigital. You can head to Instagram, backpackdigital, and on Twitter, we're also backpackdigital. We'll also have a new website that's up at backpackdigital.com. So with that, we'll be doing a lot more than just podcasts. We'll have some more inspiring travel-related things and content coming your way, which I'm really, really excited about. And as for the podcast, a few things will be changing. First of all, the intro is going to be changing. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have new artwork. I'm looking forward to that. And we're changing the structure slightly, whereby there'll be the story episode and the interview section, because we know that some people really enjoy the story, some people really enjoy the interview. So we're splitting them up so you can get right to what you want to hear. And the final, but in my eyes, one of the most exciting things (laughs) that's going to be happening in season five is something from our very own Nicole. You're bringing out a book, right? I am. Yeah, so I'm very excited to be doing this with you. A little bit about it. So right now I'm calling it Venus. So it's about a young woman who lives in Michigan. Her name is Juliet. And she meets a stranger um, right around the same time that she decides she doesn't want to be living in Michigan. (laughs) A woman named Daksha. And they decide to go on a road trip around the United States on a quest to find aliens. So (laughs) (laughs) isn't isn't the journey what really makes it, though? (laughs) The journey is better than the destination. And I love that. So what they end up finding is more like, more completely unexpected than what they were really going out for. So like the people they meet and the jobs they do and the adventures they have and the sights they see, they end up being far better than any alien they could have ever found. And I'm very excited to release this during season five. So if anyone wants to talk about it, please come and drop me a line in my email or on Facebook or something because I love talking about it. Fantastic. I'm so excited about that because I think it's, I mean, it's so relatable. Even everything you're saying just there, it's, I can, I can feel it in my past. I've been in that position where I've been in a place and I think I don't want to, I don't want to particularly be here. The place I grew up in, I always knew that I didn't belong. And so I wanted to just go out in search of whatever that may be, aliens, freedom, whatever it may be. (laughs) And so, man, it really resonates with me. And I think it'll really resonate with a lot of our listeners too. I think so too. Even if they can't relate to wanting to 
just pick, pack up and leave. Everyone has felt in some situation that this is not what they are meant to be doing. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Sounds like a sounds like a book of inspiration, which is <laughs> that's what we enjoy here. That is what we enjoy here. I love it. I love it. So. If you like the sound of that, you can get your hands on it at backpackdigital.com forward slash book. So thank you very much for listening to season four of Travel Stories podcast. Season five is set to air on the 20th of March. Cody, what are your final words for the listeners in this, the unpacking episode of season four? Can't wait to see you in season five. Short and sweet, short and sweet. Nicole, final words. Remember that the journey is sometimes better than the destination, and every chance you get, drag Cody. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in season five. And we're changing the structure. Structure. <laughs> I can do this. And we're changing the and we're changing the structure. That's hard. And we're changing the I can you do better this. Save this. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I'm a real boy. All right. <laughs> and we're changing the structure slightly. I'm just throwing myself off now. All right. Now you're overthinking. Just I say am. it. Just don't think. Go. Okay. 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 Thanks, coach. All right. <clears throat> Do I even need to tell them that we're changing the structure? Like, they'll yes, realize you do. it. Okay, okay, fine. The, In a way. confused because there's two podcasts a week. <laughs> okay. And we're slightly changed. <laughs> okay, I got this. I got this. I got Why this. are you throwing in new words? <laughs> I got this. I got this. <clears throat> okay. And we're changing the format slightly where we'll have the story. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. okay, I got it. I'm, I got it. I got it this time. Yeah. And we're changing the structure slight. Why did I go for structure again? I, honestly. Honestly. Go back to format. <clears throat> I got this. Hey, sorry. I can do this. Cody, what are your last words for the listeners? <laughs> last words. What are your final words for the listeners? Uh, what are your final words for the listeners in this? What are your final words for the listeners in this unpacking? What are your... F- I was uh, all that was in my head. It was the Godfather. What are your final words in this? In this, (laughs) the unpacking episode of season four. (laughs) You should say that. I'm gonna go with that.